It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. This week on Dueling Review, it's Firepower number 16 from Image Comics. The most vulnerable are the most at risk. The Serpent's Omen strikes! Big thank you to everybody who's tuning in this week in our Discord server. Uh, Pleasant Doom, haven't seen you in a while. Baluey is here again this week. Olin is on his way to work. So Matthew, we better get to this show so that he can hear our thoughts and reactions to Firepower Number 16 from Chris Samney and uh, that other guy. Oh, Robert Kirkman. And uh, I gotta say, ever since I first saw Chris Samney's art, like, it seems like a decade ago when we used to do the um, art of the day image or image of the day, and I would just go out and find all these really cool, unheard of artists and feature them on the art, uh, on the site. Anytime I saw Chris Samney, I was just like, this guy is great. Same way with Doc Shaner. Uh, and uh, to see how Chris Samini has evolved and improved and gotten better and wind up in this in this great comic from Image Comics and Skybound Entertainment. Uh, wow, I just, I really, Chris Samini is kind of like my current version of, um, what's his name, who used to do uh, Impulse um, all those years ago that, that with the big hair and the big, big Humberto thing. Ramos? Yeah, Humberto Ramos, right? Uh, he's like my new favorite go-to artist. Okay. That if I see him I doing you were something, comparing their styles, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm saying of you know, it used to be if I saw a Ramos cover, I would just buy the comic. Didn't care what it was. If I knew that he was doing art uh, interiors, I would buy that comic, even if I didn't know what it was. And with mm-hmm. Chris Samney, it's the same way. Oh, if I see a comic that I know he's done art on, I will definitely go over to uh, the affiliate link the Comixology affiliate link over at Majorspoilers.com, and I will buy that digital comic so that Major Spoilers can get like four cents of every sale that uh, <laughs> that goes through that link. And people are laughing, and it, oh, I'm telling you the, the act, absolute truth. Like four cents on every dollar. That being said, our conversion rates are incredibly high based on the national average of click-through and conversion rates. So thank you, everybody, who who uses those affiliate links over at Majorspoilers.com, including J. Michael T., T., who's in the chat uh, today. So, um, Firepower 16, Matthew, this is Mm -hmm. a big battle issue. We got three different storylines going on. There's an attack at the home. There's an attack on the island. There's something going on on uh, another island. Ooh, fighting and punching and snakes. Snakes everywhere. I feel like I missed an issue um, because the last one that I read was the one where dad's ex-girlfriend showed up at the house and then uh, they took off with the daughter to hide. Um, But yeah, I, I was just taken aback by all of a sudden this issue is all about explosions and I'm fine with that and kicking and flying. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, I called firepower. Yeah, I forgot to look and see who did 
the coloring on here because the coloring on this is Matt fantastic. Wilson. Yeah, Matt Wilson. Um, color and Matt on uh, Twitter. You should follow him. Woo, He's hilarious. It is uh, is great color in this all through. It. Oh yeah. So I I really I really dig it. Um. That being said, mm-hmm. this is like a twenty eight page issue, something like that. Mm-hmm. I got to the end of the issue and I was like, they're only doing fifteen page comics now. <laughs> and the reason is because every page is just exploding with Samney art. Uh, a lot of the pages have very big panels. Some of the pages are only three panels in size. Mm-hmm. There is just basically a lot of action with very little words in here. I hate to say it, but this feels like classic Kirkman. This feels like classic walking dead, classic invincible where, n- well, there's very little words, a lot of action. Mm-hmm. And the comic is over in three seconds. Not that that's a horrible thing, but I was left really wanting a lot more from the comic at the end just because of how quickly everything moved through. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I feel like Kirkman pacing is something that, you know, you kind of have to live with when you read a Kirkman comic because you do have a stretch. I think we had two or three issues before this one that were kind of, slow build slow build quiet work at home and then boom everything just kind of starts moving at high speed now is you said it was 28 is that the normal issue length or is this one bigger than usual i don't think this is bigger than usual i think it's i think it is this many pages and again this is a um this is a review copy that was kindly sent to us by image comics just last night before we recorded the show Um, they didn't want a lot of spoilers going on because of what happens in the final pages. That being said, visit majorspoilers.com on Friday morning. And I've already got previews of issue 17 going up. That comes up right (laughs) after the big finale of, of this issue. So, uh, there's all of that going on. Yeah. This one is what page am I on here? Uh, I want to say it's like page 28, something like that. Uh, or at least with the letters columns, it's like 28 pages. So more like maybe 25 pages of, of actual comic content. But man, when I was done, literally I was like 17 pages. Wow. They're starting to go back to the old ways. And then I looked, I was like, no, this just reads incredibly fast. Yeah. It's a speedy book. And part of that is because it's, it's meant to feel like everything is stressful. Everything is suddenly racing, mm-hmm. you know, which is being fine. Attacked and yeah, and es- that's especially kind of with cool. the, especially with the big finale. And I really dig, I mean, there are some cool moments in here, you know, when the old master finally discovers that it's the snake, the snake uh, creatures that are controlling everyone through their bite. And the, and the main bad guy, a formal former um, friend of his is trying to attack him with the snake. And the, the bad guy's like, why won't you just accept? And, and the old man is like, <laughs> Because I've always said that it's it's better to be patient. And then he turns his head and bites the snake's head off before it can infect him. And it's just like, ooh, that dude is awesome. Uh, yeah. And so just little moments like that throughout are are really, really cool. Right. And that, you know, that last page reveal that uh, the guy that we've been seeing as a statue for 16 issues is all of a sudden alive. Yeah. And uh, I feel like, yeah, that's been heavily, heavily 
uh, hinted at or, you yeah, know, referenced as going to happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. foreshadowing. That's a good word. It's Thursday night. I don't know. I got nothing. Words are not my thing right now. But yeah, th- it really does feel surprising, even though it's foreshadowed. You know, it's one of those moments where I'm like, oh, that's what they were building to. And, you know, when you read through the fight sequence and then you read through the flying combat and the escape, and I, you know, when he escaped on his little glider, I'm just like, this guy's just an old Ang, isn't he? Mm-hmm. There, there is a little bit that was, and, and J. Michael T., he's got his issue. And so maybe he can share his thoughts on this. I thought that there were some moments that I was missing some pages because at the one point, you know, the kids are in the backyard doing something. Oh, I miss dad. And then the hooded person comes out from the space and says, I'm going to get you girl. And then, uh, what's his name? Reggie or whatever his name is. Um, yeah. Reggie jumps out and says, get into the, get into the house. And then there's like a kick right to his face, just as he, Mm -hmm. he misses the, the, the scissor kick to his face. Mm -hmm. Then we go and see what, what's happening at the other action. Then when we come back, like two sequences later, almost half Mm -hmm. the issue later back to the action at the house, they're in the house and the house is like torn up and it's like, okay, I can understand that. But it's like, I feel like I wanted to see that action of Reggie trying to defend everybody and just getting the house destroyed in the process. And it just yeah. felt, I mean, it's, it's a perfect way to tell the story so that you don't have to do all that action. And if you were, if you were filming this for a low budget sequence, because you're spending all of your money on the big set piece where the whole temple and everything is blowing up. Then right. yes, I would totally just cut to a bunch of broken furniture in the house with people panting and saying, man, you really pack a punch, you know, and just leave it at that. And then people are left right. wondering, oh, is there a, is there a bonus footage that we're going to see sometime on the DVD release of this big fight? And it's like, nope, we couldn't afford it. And so this kind of feels like one of those moments where we couldn't afford the fight scene. So we just jumped right to this. And then they do the same thing again with, um, you know, the team that's on the Island and saying, Oh, something's happened here. We need to go uh, get to the temple. And so we don't see anything else until they are jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. And again, that's another, it's kind of that uh, return of the Jedi problem where if you try and figure out the time frame of the stories, they cannot have started at the same point. Unless this battle has been going on for like days. Right. Because, you know, how are you going to, you're, you're literally flying to like Malaysia. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a couple of interesting moments. And for me, I think the moment that cemented it as more than just, Oh, was, uh, when he bit the head off the snake and then started musing about how there are no modern references for that. Yes. So he was arguing whether it was Alice (laughs) Cooper, Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, yeah, he's like, or I could have used Ozzy Osbourne. I guess the references today don't matter. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. you're right. I mean, things have, uh, have really changed. So the other thing that I like just about firepower in general, and and I think we reviewed, was it issue one? Maybe it was the first three issues or something on doing review. We did, we did issue three, but we had to read one and two. Yeah. Cause they all came out. Like, was it on the same week or was it on the, the week later that issue three came out? Cause like one and I two were say one and two came out together and then yeah, three it was one came big out issue. Then later. three. Yeah. 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 Um, one thing I'll say about this is I like this take on martial arts, right. In, in what this is. So you do have your classic, 
people wearing robes and people wearing geese and doing their jumping and their fighting and that kind of stuff. Right. So you have those mm-hmm. and it tends to be like the bad guys and the people at the temple are dressed that way. But then you have like, um, I forget what the old man's name is, but you have him and he's like wearing just a baseball cap and like street clothes, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, he does have his, his legs taped up and everything, but it just looks more like street clothes than, you know, than some uh, martial arts gi. And then you have uh, our main characters who are just running around in like sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, I dig that. I, I like that we don't have to conform this to, well, because it's martial arts, everybody has to wear typical martial arts outfits that you would see in some Kung Fu movie. And I like that they keep it a mixture of all of these. It gives it a very nice aesthetic. So there yeah. is that. There's my thoughts. I, on I like it. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. You know, it's, this is one of those stories that I agree with you that it goes fast, but I don't necessarily feel like there's anything bad about no, it. No, there's just, not. It, it just feels like, you know, the pacing is going to be breakneck, 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 probably for another issue or two. And, yeah. you know, we do get to see grandpa get in a shot with a, yeah, with a skillet. Pan. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Haley gets to use her firepower to actually blow up the, the snaky lady. So, so I have not, you know, I'll be honest. There are probably oh, four or five issues that I haven't read of this. I was like, oh man, do I need to go back and pick up reading from yes, issue yes, 10 do. forward? But I forgot how the firepower works. Does everybody come into their own like does our hero, does he still have his firepower or does the firepower yes, go from one person to another? Owen has the firepower. And, and his, if I understand it correctly, it is partly hereditary. That's what I was um, wondering. I want to say that it's like, it's, it's like a, a mantle. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of like the iron fist in a way. In so, but now does Owen, Owen still have, and, does Owen yes. still have it or now does his daughter have it? And now he doesn't have the powers. Uh, to my knowledge, Owen still has it, okay. but his daughter is, is getting it, and now he's freaking out because he thought that he dodged the bullet of having to save the world with his firepowers. Yeah. And now his daughter has firepowers, and he realizes, oh, crap, it's even worse. Now I have a kid that I have to take care of. J. So, Michael, yeah. J. Michael T. says, I'm not reading this series, and this was not a good issue to jump into for a first read. I would agree with you <laughs> on that, J. Michael T., because there's a lot of stuff going on. But it seemed interesting in the Kirkman style uh, for folks who enjoy this genre. It looked like a fun book to check out. I would say if you have it, if you like the action and if you like the art style and if you haven't read this series before, I would highly recommend going and getting either the first collected trade, which I think is the first four issues or maybe it's maybe they go six issues. Five. Yeah, whatever it is. Just go back and get all 16. Just go back and get all 16 issues and read through it. It is a really cool story. Um, it plays on tropes that you already know and are familiar with again, which is a, uh, a Kirkman thing, right? He is taking things that everyone is familiar with and putting his own spin on it, which makes this really interesting. And considering that invincible ended, we haven't seen science dog around forever. Um, we've got, uh, the walking dead has been, uh, ended. And now we've got, what is that? Um, that Skybound X. Yeah, Skybound X. Is that still ongoing? Because I thought at one point it was like a weekly series, but I, I don't think I've seen it come across my my radar it was in the last for a couple of while. Months. I don't know if if it's 
we yeah, so forever. So really uh, right now we have firepower and you have skybound X, which is an anthology series. Um, so I would, and this might be one of those things where you're going to kick yourself in the butt for not buying the physical copy when issue one came out, although they flooded the market with issue one and two quite a bit, but this is, I feel like this is going to be, if Kirkman keeps it going, that this will be another type of invincible, right? Where this will go 150 mm-hmm. issues and people will look back and say, oh man, I should just go pick up issue one in the back issue bin. And you go into your comic book shop and it's displayed on the behind the counter for like $250 because it's so right. hard to go and find that issue. I think that's what firepower is going to be. I, I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't think that's going to happen again. I feel like uh, enough people were hip to the fact that this is Kirkman, that there are literally dozens of people just hoarding this book issue number one. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when the walking dead and invincible came out, it was just like, Oh, here's 20,000 copies of something that nobody's going to know that they want for another seven issues. Right. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you. This is a book that fits that same sort of, slot for me but you look at you know invincible is basically hey what if spider-man only by kirkman and then you know the walking dead is hey what if a horror movie and this is really what if a shaw brothers movie or Mm -hmm. you know what if something uh featuring jackie chan only by kirkman yeah so i'm really waiting for him to get around to romance um and do like just a flat out romance comic where it's like i would say young and the restless by kirkman i would say like part three of invincible with him and Adam Eve yeah, was basically his take on, on romance. That's still in a, in a superhero. Genre, if sure, you sure. 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 Yeah. Hey, listen, if you Whereas, guys are, you know, if you do flat out. Yeah. Romance. If you guys are looking for a really cool martial arts movie, mm-hmm. my suggestion, and I mentioned this like months and months and months ago when it first released and now it's on Netflix and now everybody's talking about it, but paper tigers, is something that you guys definitely want to go check out. It is, mm-hmm. I want to say it is, it's not the same as, as fire, firepower, but with Owen, he has been hiding his powers and he hasn't been using his powers for years. And suddenly he has to come out and say, Oh, I've got these powers and do all these things. Well, this mm-hmm. is one of those, uh, three friends were grew up in the dojo together and they've all got this, this training to be the greatest martial artists in their in their territory. And then, uh, as young boys do, they don't want to listen to adults anymore. And so they upset their sensei and they never went back to the dojo. And now Mm -hmm. he's died. Uh, and it's 40 years later. And now these out of shape guys have to go back and defend their sensei's honor. And it (laughs) turns, and it turns into, you know, very much a classical type of martial arts, but it's done in a fantastic way. So if you haven't seen paper tigers, Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend you go and see it. It came out in 2020. I tweeted about it like the night it came out on streaming and I watched it and, um, and ever since then people have been finding this and talking about it. But like I said, now it's on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so everybody of course is getting it and watching it. I, I might watch it again. Cause I, I think my wife would really enjoy it. So go check out what, paper tigers. What was that Kung Fu movie with uh, Lucy Liu and Batista and the RZA? Oh yeah. Uh, the man with the iron fist. That is yes. one that is totally awesome. I would actually, if if people are deciding, I would actually see if you can't get a hold of the director's cut version yes. of Man with the Iron Fist because it's got a little bit more excessive violence in it. Uh, still doesn't have any nudity, 
but it still has a lot of excessive violence. And then right. I would say that while Man with the Iron Fist 2, not as good as the first one. So maybe just watch the first one and enjoy the first one <laughs> and just pretend that Man with the Iron Fist Part 2 never existed because it's just... I don't, I just do not think it's as good as, as the, as the, first. I didn't realize that had a sequel. Yeah, it d- did. And I was really excited about it. And I sat down the night that it came out on digital and I watched it. And then I was like, uh-huh. oh man, I'm sure glad that there's a man in the iron fist part one. Did, did Rizzo write it too? I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Um, okay. but this I, one, you know, that was, that was the selling point for me. After, you know, hearing Wu-Tang and having all of their, their Wu-Tang Let's references. See, it's directed by uh, Roel René and written by Riza and John Jarrell. Yeah. And oh. it's, it does star Riza and uh, a bunch of other people. Um, yeah, the first one was directed by the Riza and it was co-written by Eli Roth of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just yeah, like, I wow. Just don't, I, just I don't always think... confuse him with Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah, me too. I just don't think the second one was as good. So just kind of keep that tough. in mind if you want to watch the 2015 man with the iron fist too, but I would highly recommend man with the iron yeah. fist. Uh, I would yeah, also highly Batista recommend that turns to steel. Yeah, he does. Oh yeah. There's like all sorts of just crazy. I mean, if you like Shaw brothers, martial arts films, uh, man with the iron fist is, is Riza slash Wu Tang clans homage mm-hmm. to what they grew up with when they were, you know, looking at bootleg, uh, Shaw brother, martial arts films in yeah. the, early eighties, mid eighties when they were coming up, they, uh, Riza talks about that a lot about how that's what got Wu Tang together and influenced all their music and stuff is, is those martial <laughs> arts films. Um, yeah, there's another had, one, uh, the girl from the real world in there too. Yes. Uh, and that was the, uh, Jamie Chung. That was the main reason to, uh, to watch that, uh, the first time. Um, <laughs> and it's got Lucy Liu in it. it's got Russell Crowe in it. Uh, and it, this is Russell Crowe. So Russell Crowe and I, just so you can put things in perspective, Russell Crowe and I apparently weigh the exact same amount and we are the exact same height. So when you see Russell Crowe and the man with the iron fist, you can go, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. But then if you watch, um, what's the, uh, one with him and uh, the good guys, if you see him in the good guys and you're like, oh my God, Russell Crowe's really let himself go. Russell Crowe and I could stand right next to each other and you can say, oh yeah, those two look like brothers, except uh, Steven has a whole lot less hair than Russell Crowe. Uh, and he also doesn't have an Australian accent. So uh, you can have yeah. one. It's not that difficult to yeah. do. Yeah. So um yeah. Um highly recommend Man with Aaron Fist. Highly recommend the good guys. And there's another firepower number sixteen. What is the other one that I'm always talking about that I love? It is Jade Dragon um, something about Jade Puncher Sword at, three. No, Jade Sword at Dragon Gate, I think is what it is. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's one that I uh, flying swords at dragon gate. Yeah, that's the one. Um, it is the, it has. Yeah, this is the one that has a uh, jet Lee in it and a whole bunch of other, uh, really, and the really good martial arts stuff. And it has, to me, it has some moments where it feels like the very first mummy movie, but it's, it's right. really good. It's really good. So flying swords of dragon gate, go and go and watch that as well. So anyway, anyway, you don't watch movies with Russell Crowe says Olin. That's okay. Um, it is okay to, to not watch movies with Russell Crowe, um, because he reminds you too much of me. Uh, hero is actually very good too, but if we're looking at stuff in the last mm, 12 years, 15 years, those are three movies that I would highly recommend you go and see. Uh, anyway, if you went to the movies with Russell Crowe, he'd probably bring some really good whiskey. 
Yeah, maybe. You could hang out. Maybe. Um, so getting back to this comic book, highly recommend Firepower number 16. I enjoyed it a lot. If this is, as J. Michael T. said in the chat, this is not a jumping on point comic book. But I would recommend that you go get all 16 issues of Firepower as well. Spend a little money over at our uh, Comixology affiliate link. Uh, pick those up. It's going to be worth your time. If you're a Chris Samney fan, if you're a, a Robert Kirkman fan, if you're a martial arts fan, this is all right up your alley. So, Matthew, that's that's my bottom line. What's your bottom line? Um, I would agree. I think that what it really comes down to is that this is very much a loving tribute to the movies of the past. It's got incredible art. And it does read at high speed, but there are also, you know, moments in here where it's clearly referential to other things. There are moments in here where I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Oh, right. This reminds me of Avatar. This reminds me of, you know, something else. This reminds me of that uh, big blimp fight movie mm -hmm. from a few years ago. Mm -hmm. What was it? Uh, Avatar. Mobile engines or something. They had a blimp fight in Avatar? Yeah. Julie, do the thing. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, exactly. But. Yeah, I, I would say definitely grab this one because, honestly, Sam Nee could draw the phone book. Uh, and I would just be like, that, that doesn't really work when you're talking. It might. I bet, he, I bet he could make it work. Let's give him draw a page a of a phone book, uh, a small and phone have book, him draw and just draw people. one page. Yeah. of Just like, give him the Hayes phone book. There's like 15 people in there. No, there's more than that. Anyway, we wound up with Firepower number 16 because it was our second most voted upon comic book. Uh, that, that our listeners requested the first most or the first place nominated mm -hmm. comic was the one whether that I specifically told everybody you probably shouldn't vote for this one. The American mythology monsters one, because I said, <laughs> I don't think we can get a hold of it. And sure enough, they haven't been updating their comics on comiXology. And so I, you know, looking, trying to look for that was not available on comiXology uh, when we were locking the uh, the comic down for what we were going to review for the week. So I had to go with Firepower number two, and it was or number 16. And it was very easy to reach out to Image and say, hey, can you slip us a review copy? And sure enough, Wednesday night, they slipped us a review copy. And it's very nice of them to do that. But mm -hmm. uh, because American Mythology doesn't respond to emails, and because they don't have their comics up on Comixology or not updating them uh, apparently on Comixology, and because we don't have local comic book stores that are within, uh, you know, a, a 10 minute driving distance that stock American mythology comics, we can't review those. So I'm very sorry about that. Um, so that's kind of what happens with a lot of these independents. I love independent publishers. I love when independent publishers reach out to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com or submission at majorspoilers.com. I love it when they reach out to us and say, hey, we've got a new comic. I love that a Blaze comic, uh, a Blaze publishing reached out to us all those months ago and said, Hey, we got a Conan thing. I really enjoyed right. what they're, what they're doing. That uh, whole thing. What, what was the last one you were reading Matthew from a blaze? The, um, wasn't gut mm. punch, but it was something like that where it was the takes place in the jungle and there's just a big fighting and punching and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's great when those, those small <laughs> publishers send us those things, but if you don't have an easy contact or you've switched out your PR people or you don't respond to emails, I don't know what we can do there. I know what we can do is What's we that? can tell our listeners, Matthew, how they can pick possibly the comic that we will review next week, providing that it is available. What you do first is you write your pick down on a piece of paper. You throw a dart at it. 
you take it, you roll it up, ball it into a big ball, throw it over your left shoulder. And then once you've done all that, you go to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You look at the list of comics that's coming out next week on the 14th, 12th, 13th, 11th, 10th, 12th, 13th, 12th, 13th. Okay. For the 13th, just, we can just edit that out, right? Okay. Uh, on the 13th, and you will see a list of comics. You'll be able to pick the one that you would like to see us revoir. And Stephen has a whole list of them to talk about. I told you last week that DC Comics was shutting down. Here's proof again, Matthew. I went over to comicsology.com and looking at the list of comics coming out from DC Comics next week, zero comics. Ah, this is proof DC Comics is shutting down. I told you. Actually, I don't know what's going on with... Uh, DC Comics and Comixology. Actually, it's not just DC Comics and Comixology. It is something specifically with Comixology in that they're not doing their updates until the day of when those comics release. Now, the, uh, for some publishers, like we're still able to see what's coming out next week from Marvel and, and from those others up on Comixology. But for DC, for whatever reason, they don't show what's coming out next week. So I don't know what to tell you. Here's, here's the thing that I would suggest. If you know for sure that there is a DC comic coming out next week, you can certainly uh, suggest that we review it. But and, and we can certainly get our hands on it come Tuesday morning when the comics will release on Comixology. You may remember last week I was joking that there was only one comic coming out. And then on Tuesday, of course, the uh, Comixology uh, updated with all of the DC comics that were coming out that day. And of course we had all the previews of those comics on uh, Tuesday morning as well. Uh, so it's not like DC's going out of business, but I, I just couldn't tell you what is coming out from DC comics next week. So it's anybody's guess. I can tell you though, that coming out next week from boom studios is Buffy, the vampire slayer trade paperback volume seven. Just a reminder. We don't review trade paperbacks or reprints on this show. Uh, we also have Mamo number four of five Power Rangers number 12. Matthew, new Power Ranger mm -hmm. revealed new Power Ranger revealed. Oh, there's also a Spectre Inspectors trade paperback that's coming out. Uh, that was reviewed very highly over at Majorspoilers.com. Uh, Dark Horse Comics next week has Black Hammer Reborn number four. Uh, Legend of Korra, uh, the art of the animated series, the hardcover book volume two. Oh, that should be good. May's book number two. That one was a strange one last time with that. Uh, I reviewed it. And then we also have, let's see, Young Boy and the Hidden Land, the hardcover collection. Over at Dynamite Entertainment, one that has gotten several votes already, Army of Darkness, 1979, number two. We also have, let's see, next week, Vampiverse, number two. And uh, Sonya Versal, number eight, gets a reprint. Matthew really enjoyed Sonya Versal, number eight, this week with uh, Purple Sonya. You're going to have to go read the comic <laughs> to find out what that's all about. Purple Sonia. Over at IDW Publishing, we have Star Trek Mirror War number one, Sonic the Hedgehog number 45, Transformers King Grimlock number three, and Transformers Wreckers Tread and Circuits number one. Those, those aren't really Transformers. I, I'm an expert on Transformers and Tread and Circuits, not Transformers. Over at Image Comics next week, Deep Beyond number nine, Department of Truth number 12. We also have Homesick Pilots number 10. And six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton, number five. Also, Trover Saves the Universe, number three, from the uh, one of the creators of uh, Rick and Morty. 
Marvel Comics next Dan week. Dan Povenmeyer. Yes. Um, next week from Marvel Comics, it's Amazing Spider-Man number 76, Avengers 49, Black Panther Legends number one, Immortal Hulk number 50. This is the last issue of the Al Ewing line. Uh, so you'll want to uh, go and read that and see what's coming up next. Lots of variant covers for that one. Also, Star Wars Doctor Afra number 15, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number five. That's the final issue in that series. And X-Force number 24. I'm not sure if that is uh, Marvel and Lucasfilm finally coming together and figuring out that if they combined X-Men and Star Wars together in the form of X-Force, uh, that they would have, you know, just print money left and right. But that's probably what X-Force number 24 is all about. Uh, in all the rest category, this is where things get a little tricky. Maybe we can get our hands on these. Maybe we can't get our hands on these. Carson of Venus, Flames Beyond, limited edition number one. Also, Call of the Night, graphic novel volume four, Dead Box number two. That one is from, I wanted to say Red 5 Comics, but I don't think it's Red 5. Um, but we, I do have access to that comic if, if need be. Uh, E-T-E-R one shot, number one. I don't know what that is either. E-T-E-R uh, one alien, shot. It's an alien is that doctor. when George Clooney, is that where George Clooney saves a, a friendly alien from choking on Reese's pieces? That would be totally oh, awesome. No. Oh, no. He who fights with monsters. Number two, life is strange. Settling dust. Number one. We also have something called mooncakes coming out next week. Rise of the gin. Number one, uh, telepaths. Number two, Witch blood. Number seven and world of darkness. Crimson thaw. Number one. Ooh, spooky times, kids. Ooh. Matthew, remind everybody again how they can cast their vote. You go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You pick from the list. You comment. You say, hey, I want to see you review this comic. You, you do it, you know, politely because Sunday morning, Stephen's going to aggregate these. And if you're mean to him, uh, then he'll torture you for the next 30 years. Um, something like that. Uh, or maybe yeah. if you're just mean to me, I'll be mean to Matthew for the next 30 years. Oh, Don't even be better. I'm, I'm, Matthew, I'm seasoning, sweet I'm seasoning the pot. I'm seasoning. Everybody just wants to run over there. Hey, you know what? The best way that you can participate in what comic we review next week is to become a patron, right? So you do need to go to patreon.com slash major spoilers. You can sign up at any level, but I'll be honest. Uh, the $5 level is the best option for, for you and for us. Um, $5 a month is like a buck a week or a buck an episode, uh, actually pennies an episode when you consider all of the shows that we put out in a month. Um, I think that's really the best bargain. You do get access to a bunch of other stuff. Some shows early bonus shows, uh, behind the scenes stuff and a whole lot more. And, uh, we certainly appreciate everyone who in the last couple of weeks have stepped up and become new patrons. In fact, a new patron just, uh, signed up this afternoon uh, Greg Brennan. Congratulations, Greg Brennan, for signing up. He only signed up at the uh, the $2 level, but that's fine. Every little bit helps, and we certainly appreciate everything that Greg and all the rest of our patrons uh, do. And you can be like Greg and all the other cool kids who are patrons by heading over to patreon.com slash major spoilers, signing up, connecting your Patreon account to the Discord so you can come and listen to this show live and hang out with all the cool kids that are in the room right now. You can also vote in the comic next week, and we will be back next week to hopefully review the comic that you pick. And maybe you will get to hear Matthew say, I'm sorry, Venkman. I'm terrified beyond the capacity for Russian
This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.